Joining me once again on the DeMaio Report is Ira Melman. He's with the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Ira, thanks for stopping by. You know, uh, I guess California is ground zero in this uh, fight to secure our border and to shield communities from uh, these sanctuary city policies. You've got a lot of things that you have been tracking. Let's let's first start out with the five reasons that you've come up with at FAIR for why sanctuary city policies endanger the public. Let's walk through those. Well, the first and most obvious is that it puts criminal aliens back on the streets, and we have seen numerous examples of this play out and wind up in tragedy. Uh, the most obvious example is the uh, the guy who killed Kate Steinle up in San Francisco, uh, who had been held by the uh, San Francisco uh, authorities. Uh, I said, we want him back. Uh, San Francisco said, no, we're putting him on the street. You go find him yourself, and the next thing you know, Kate Steinle is dead. Uh, but she was just one of many, many victims of these policies. So you have these. So by the go- way, Ira, we are running a weekly list called Sanctuary Shame List. And we've got that guy in addition to uh, four others on our list this week, all of them acu- accused and, and convicted of sexual assault, murder, murder, double homicide. Uh, that's on our website at kogo.com keyword Carl. Just wanted to point out that we are keeping track uh, every week of these sorts of crimes. Right, and the politicians who make these policies literally have blood on their hands. These are avoidable crimes uh, that happen because you have local politicians who would rather make political points uh, with certain constituencies than protect the public interest. So that that's the most obvious case that uh, of the danger that it poses. Uh, the, the, the other uh, things is that they're not really necessary uh, to build community trust. You know, you have the uh, police chiefs and the mayors saying, well, you know, if we don't have these policies in place, then people who are in the country illegally will be afraid to come forward and report crimes, uh, to provide information about crimes, and, and that also isn't true. No police department in the country asks people about their immigration status when they're a victim of a crime. Right. That's not the time or the place, uh, and, and they shouldn't be asking so, you know, th- these are all kinds of contrived reasons on the part of these local officials to justify the political positions that they're taking. Uh, you know, there are also other ways that they can be protected. You know, if, if people really are in a position where they might be in danger, uh, you know, the, the United States government does offer a, a variety of visas that can help people in that situation. So, it, you know, the bottom line is that these policies are unjustifiable in the first place, and they really do endanger public safety and endanger the lives of people in the community. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the open border judges rewriting U.S. immigration policy. What are you seeing happening on, on the part of liberal activist judges to try to open up our borders? Well, you know, President Trump uh, issued now two executive orders in an attempt uh, to slow down or temporarily temporarily pause the admission of people from countries that do pose a danger in terms of, of terrorism. Uh, these are countries that either sponsor terrorism or in complete, or in complete disarray uh, to the point where the government has no control over the activities that go on. And, you know, the president quite rightly said this poses a danger to the American people. If we're going to be admitting people from those countries and we have no way of betting them, uh, that that does pose a very clear and present danger to the American public. And you now have had two activist judges, one in Seattle and one in Hawaii, 
who have stepped in, even though the Constitution clearly gives the president authority to determine who can enter the country and under what circumstances, and say, no, uh, you know, we're issuing restraining orders to prevent these programs from going into place. And, you know, the, the danger here is, in the interim, while the administration is uh, appealing these cases all the way to the Supreme Court, where they will very likely win, uh, the danger persists. You have people who can continue to come in here. You have had ISIS tell us. Uh, that they intend to carry out attacks. And all we have to do is look the past few weeks, uh, the number of attacks that have been carried out by people operating more or less under the auspices of ISIS in London, in Stockholm, in Cairo. Uh, all of these things point to the danger that uh, these judges are imposing on the American public, again, to make political points. You know, did you see the uh, uh, colleagues on the Ninth Circuit Court uh, apparently have been... Um uh, condemning their uh, their colleagues, these three judges on the Ninth Circuit that stopped the original Trump executive order, uh, some of their colleagues have been speaking out. That's very rare for judges to criticize their colleagues. It, it is, and I think it demonstrates just how far off the reservation these uh, judges from Seattle and from Hawaii ha- have strayed, a- and also the three-judge panel that heard the first appeal uh, of the Trump executive order. So, yeah, I mean, that certainly bodes well with that, you know, if it comes back to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, that, you know, the potential to have different judges hear the case. Uh, but certainly when it reaches the Supreme Court, now that, you, you know, there is a, a ninth justice who has been seated, uh, that the president's executive order, his authority, his constitutional authority to determine who can come into the countries will, country will be upheld. Uh, but again, in the interim, the danger persists, and that's what the American public should be worried about, the fact that while all this is going on, uh, it is still potentially possible for terrorists to come into the country the way ISIS has told us they intend to infiltrate terrorists. Okay, so now we have a little prank being played on the city of Malibu here in California. Uh, someone posted up a, uh, a sign meant to make a political point, but using humor. Uh, it says, official sanctuary city, cheap nannies and gardeners make Malibu great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, of course, the city council members and the politicians up there are seeing this as a hate crime. Well, uh, you know, I guess if you can't take a joke, it must be a hate crime. Uh, you know, under pressure from Martin Sheen, uh, one of the illustrious residents of Malibu, uh, they adopted sanctuary policies. Now, I, you know, given the fact that the average house in Malibu now costs about $2.9 million, uh, you can suspect that there isn't a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of illegal aliens living in Malibu. Of course not. Uh, you know, the, the illegal aliens uh, who you're likely to find in Malibu are probably working for some of the people who can afford the $2.9 million homes there. Uh, and this is just a way of making a point that, you know, you, you people in Malibu sitting in your, you know, luxurious beachfront homes, uh, immune from all the negative consequences of illegal immigration, taking advantage of subsidized labor. You know, you get the cheap nanny, you get the cheap gardener, everybody else then has to pay for the health care, for the education of their kids. Uh, you know, you're sitting there preaching to the rest of us. And this is, you know, a good way of reminding them that, you know, there's a bit of hypocrisy here that, you know, what you're immune from, you're asking everybody else to endure. And it's, you know, that in essence is what the 2016 election was about. Oh, yeah. It was about people saying enough of the elite telling us how to live.
Yeah, and of course, uh, the the outrage uh, is a little uh, over the top. Malibu City Councilwoman Laura Rosenthal says, quote, this was not an official city sign. It's down, and it's very disheartening that anyone would put such an ugly sign up. And they've then um, referred the matter to the sheriff's office for a formal investigation, like a criminal investigation, because someone put a sign up poking fun at their uh, uh, hypocrisy. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the hypocrisy there goes a long way. You know, if you try to use the beach in Malibu, which is a public beach, uh, you know, you're very often blocked by people who have uh, blocked public access to these public beaches. So, look, I mean, the people in Malibu and the people in a lot of other upscale areas, you know, they seem to want to tell the rest of us that we have to endure the things that they don't want to have to endure. And, and again, I mean, it is important to point this out to those folks and to remind them why the 2016 election turned out the way it did. It was not because people are angry with, you know, the, the immigrants. They are angry with the hypocrisy of people who who can inoculate themselves from the consequences of these policies and then, uh, you know, criticize everybody else for not wanting to have to have these policies in place. Right. And of course, they get the cheap labor to live their lifestyle. We got a jet. Ira Melman with Federation for American Immigration Reform. We love the work you're doing. Happy to continue to spotlight it. My pleasure. Thanks.